Welcome, my friends, to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I am your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode 27, live from Augusta, from the Masters. How is everybody doing? What an insane week that we have to talk about, especially tonight. Joel Embiid turns in his most dominant, best performance of the season. We talk about the MVP race, voting, everything like that. We have to touch on the women's uh, college championship game. Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, we'll go over that. Donovan Mitchell, the absolute scoring machine and tear he's on. We got to talk about the Wild Wild Western Conference. The Utah Jazz being the only team in the history of sports to keep winning while trying to tank. The new look Phoenix Suns and how dominant they look. The Phillies finally win a game. And the Masters, which we will talk about. Again, how's everybody doing? Fantastic week, fantastic sports week. There are a million different topics that we're going to talk about. We bring back Jer for our, our now weekly brotherly love and hate segment. A lot's going on. Let's start at the top. We have to talk Masters. We have to do it. Now, I am lucky enough, I mentioned it last week, to be able to attend the Masters for the first time in my life. Maybe the last time in my life. I don't know. I'm not going to put the cart before the horse. I am enjoying it. It truly is unbelievable. Now, I know Augusta just like everybody else does from watching it on TV, from playing it on Tiger Woods. So I'm familiar with everything, familiar with obviously Amen Corner, like uh, skipping it it, during practice across the water on 16, like everything that it's known, Augusta is known for. Being there in person felt, the best way to describe it felt fake. Like everything that you've seen is prettier, greener than you could ever imagine. Truly, Amen Corner is it like the back it, i i don't even know how to put it into words let's just say in the afterlife i believe in a heaven and i believe that one of the kingdoms of glory will just be augusta national golf course you just walk around and roam freely that's exactly what it's like so beautiful i can't even like put it into words time of my life shout out my grandpa shout out jake jer what a time it was unbelievable couple stories so again, I've never been before. So thinking, okay, we're going for a practice round day. Uh, we could maybe bring in phones, right? Maybe we could take some pictures. Nope, can't do that. So thank goodness there was a CVS uh, literally right across the street. Uh, we ran in, bought a couple disposable cameras. <laughs> I haven't used a disposable camera in ages. Thank goodness they still sell them. I didn't know if they did. And uh, we brought those in. So pictures will be coming shortly, but we got to get them developed and then shipped and everything like that. But yeah, it was pretty funny. Uh, we lost our grandpa for probably an hour, over an hour. Uh, we <laughs> Again, there's no phone. So if you get separated from your group, you have to have these meeting points. So we said, hey, if we lose each other, meet up at the big leaderboard. It's exactly what we did. We had plans. We're going to start on one and just walk the course. This is later on in the day. And uh, we start walking, and Gramps is gone. He's nowhere to be found. We see Bryson DeChambeau walk up to 18th tee, so we kind of follow him, snap a pick, watch him tee off, and then we look around some more. He's gone. So then we decide, okay, let's head to the leaderboard. That's where we agreed to meet. Uh, we looked for a while. We could not find the guy. However, while we were looking, uh, my brother Jer is like, yo, that's Scott Van Pelt. So I went up and met him, got a picture with him. 
nicest dude in the world. Just taking pictures with everybody, shaking people's hands. The picture you're all going to laugh at, but he literally was kind of up on this little hill and I was a little bit uh, beneath him. I don't want to call it a hill, but like a little lump. And both his hands, he's a tall guy. I'm a little guy, but he put both his hands on my shoulders. I'm going to look like I'm 10 years old in the picture, but pretty funny. Anyway, it was amazing. Eventually found our grandpa and we walked the course together. Got to watch. Uh, we saw Tiger and Rory and followed their group. They only played nine, but we followed them. Uh, there's that picture that's kind of going viral right now of Tiger uh, teeing off at the 18th tee. We are just located directly off to the right of the tee box. Uh, you can see us in that picture, which is pretty cool. We, yeah, we followed them around and then we posted up by 17 uh, tee box. We had a perfect view so we could see 16. We could see everybody's uh, tee shots and then we could see, uh, had a perfect angle of them skipping the ball across the pond. Uh, it was very fun. Turns out uh, it's not, I mean, I didn't do it, but uh, there are a lot of golfers who can't do it, which I thought was pretty funny, but it was really fun to see. See them do that, and then we followed Tony Finau uh, for a few holes as well once he got to 16 and 17. Man, what a time. It, 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 again, it was just amazing. And the 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 comparison I made was kind of Disneyland. And that pumped the brakes because I know that sounds funny. Disneyland, the staff, everybody is ridiculously nice. The grounds are so clean and well manicured and taken care of. It's the exact same. Everybody on staff at Augusta is so nice and everything's immaculate everything is perfect like the green is just so beautiful i i don't know i sound hilarious but i can't even get out of my head how unbelievable it was what an experience went nuts in the gift shop you have to again don't know when i'm gonna be back if ever so went crazy had the time of my life uh unbelievable and it makes this weekend even more fun to watch uh now that i've actually been there so anyway the masters unbelievable we're going to dive into the brotherly love and hate segment first, and then we will jump in and chat about this week in sports. So without further ado, here is the brotherly hate, love and hate segment brought to you by PHI Apparel. Brotherly love and hate is brought to you by PHI Apparel, our favorite brand in Philly, giving you guys your best design shirts and high quality as mentioned in our ad, use promo code TBF10 for 10% off any order. Um, again, very happy to have them as a sponsor of our segment. And that leads us right into Jer. Jer, how the hell are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Happy to be back per usual. How You're are back. you? You're back, baby. Uh, long time no see. We just got back uh, from a very fun weekend trip. Yep. And uh, yeah, we're we're back. Yeah, back to the snow. So that's fun unbelievable truly unbelievable so we left augusta or at the masters and got how many how many inches of snow do you have at your house uh probably like six five six yeah unbelievable i'm right around there maybe a little less but yeah we got back to the snow lovely utah it's april 4th and it won't stop snowing anyway uh, let's, <laughs> let's dive into it. We'll start with what do you want to start with loves or hates? Uh, um, let's, let's do the love. Let's do the love today. I've like got it. one, one of each for you. So we'll go love hates just in life of what you're feeling. And then we'll go love hates in basketball. So hit us, hit us with the love. Okay. Okay. Here we go. This is what I love, not just recently, but all the time. Right. And it's going to sound weird to you. 
But once I explain it, you're going to say, oh, yeah, I like that, too. I love okay. that is what you'll okay. say. <laughs> I love room temperature ketchup. What? Okay? Now, hear me out. Every restaurant you go to, there's ketchup, either like the push down squeeze thing, right, that you put in the little uh, cups or just the bottle sitting on the table. And I love that. I think that's great. But when I have ketchup at home, after I you know open it, I refrigerate it, and I hate it. I hate cold ketchup. I hate it so much. So when I go to a fast food restaurant, um, and I'm just through the drive-through, sometimes like In and Out, for example, I will park afterwards after I pick up my food and go inside and pump out a few cups of of ketchup. That is a good love, actually, because. Yeah. Ke- the ketchup at a table at a restaurant is delightful. Do people mm-hmm. put their ketchup? I mean, you do put your ketchup once you open it in the fridge. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it says on it, once you open it, you need to refrigerate it. But, right, like at restaurants, they pump through so much ketchup, they don't need to do that. That's a good love. I would have never yeah. thought of that. Yeah, I have because I love it so much. It <laughs> might be top 10 loves of my life. <laughs> it's a really good love. Behind okay. Carl and my wife. And uh, remind the listeners, Carl is your dog. Carl's my dog. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. No specific that's- order, by the way. <laughs> okay. That's fantastic. Well, let's yep. hear your, let's hear your hate. All right. Um, my hate is more on the sports theme for this okay. one. Okay. I hated the men's national championship game. Oh. I hated watching it. Every second of that game, like this game stinks. Yep. You watched it with me. You you heard me say it probably 15 times. Like this is yeah. the least fun game I've ever watched. Now, if you compare it to the women's national championship game, like the women's one was awesome. I had a blast watching that. Yep. The men's, like, I don't know. I don't know what college basketball needs to change, but I had zero fun watching that game. I agree. There was a stretch too, and San Diego State cut it to what? Five, to five or something. And I thought, yeah. okay, this is fun. But it wasn't fun. No. Like you you nailed it. There was, really weren't any fun parts. Even if you're a UConn fan, like you're obviously happy. You just won the national championship. But in by no means was that like a, that was an ugly, ugly game. It was brutal. And from what you told me, uh, mm-hmm. it was exactly like UConn's last national championship with Kemba Walker. Yeah, I remember feeling that same way until Kemba hit the the shot. I don't even know what year that was, but it was a while ago. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think just college basketball in general, I, I don't like it. If you asked me 10, 15 years ago, I said, yeah, I love watching it. Everyone plays so hard and it's, it's entertaining. Now I'm like, this stinks. I don't want to watch a game that's, you know, 65 to to 58. Like that's not fun. And what's up with the two halves? What's up up with the two halves? I don't like that either. We need four quarters, just like women's uh, women's college. We need four quarters in men's college basketball. I, I need that. It makes I zero sense. It. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So those are, that's what those I hate. Those, those are good. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into your uh, your love. What what are you loving basketball wise these days? Um, Just from tonight. I loved PJ Tucker. Yeah. How about you watch the game? PJ Tucker hit what? Was it three, three Three. clutch threes? Yep. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And every time he shoots, which is funny because he's actually shooting a pretty good percentage from three. Every time he shoots, I'm like, that's not going in. 
Yeah. Um, he did airball a floater earlier in the, and I think he it was did the fourth shot, shot clock violation. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. That was bad, but he made up for it. Um, yep. I think they doubled and beat and he just kicked it out to PJ in the corner and knocked down some clutch threes, which I was pumped. Clearly PJ was pumped. He was, he yes. was going crazy. Um, so that's what I loved. I love seeing him. I love seeing him make some shots and, and score more than three points. I agree. It was awesome to see and hopefully gives him some confidence because he has realistically, he probably has two or three wide open looks from three that he does. Yeah. He passes on. He doesn't even shoot. Right. So to see him go three for three tonight was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, that's a fantastic love. What a game. What Thank an you. unbelievable game that was. Yeah. I mean, um, I loved Embiid, obviously. Of course. We're going to we're going to go with PJ today. I like that. That's a really good one. All right. What uh, what are you hating? Hating NBA wise. I'm staying with la- last week's hate. I hate the Mavs. I yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. It bums me out so much just watching them. Since I think since we recorded last week, they won a game. That's good. Yeah. And then they lost to the Sixers, to the Heat, and then to the Hawks. Yeah. And now there are talks of them shutting down Luca and Kyrie for the last three games. What a mess. It it somehow got worse. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Yeah. It's like bad. what what was the the stat? Um I don't know, like a month ago, they had a 96% chance of making the playoffs. Now they have a 3% chance. Yeah. yeah. And that's when they traded for Kyrie and everyone was so pumped and to watch them play together. And then just the wheels have fallen off. Yeah. We mentioned Ralph. I have to mention my guy, Andy, as well. The two biggest Mavs fans I know. What I feel so sad. I genuinely, I genuinely feel sad. I feel sad for Luca in his press conference today when he mentioned they asked him about Jalen Brunson and he just like kind of smiled and went off about how much he loves him and how he misses him. And he's a good player. It's like, yeah, hindsight's 2020, but man, did Dallas fumble the Jalen Brunson bag. Yeah. Time. I mean, you would have thought that they would have seen his performance in the playoffs last year and like, Hey, this guy's pretty good. Like maybe we keep him around. Um, I, but yeah, I, I will. I'll be honest. I even thought what New York gave him. I'm like, ah, they overpaid now looking. It's like, Nope. It might even be a steal. Yeah. I mean, I think probably most people besides Jalen himself thought it was overpaying. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, 15 games in the season, you're like, oh, wow. Like, he's worth it. Yep. And clearly the Mavs miss him. Um, and they traded away, you know, some other good assets for Kyrie. And I just I just hope he resigns because that, that would just be the dagger. If he yeah. leaves and it's just a short-term rental. Um to make you fall out of playoff. <laughs> I don't what even know what, I don't even know what Dallas would do. Um, truly. I don't know what they, what they do if Kyrie leaves. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with this free agency class, but man, they're, uh, they're in some trouble, but they yeah, are. that's, that's a good, that's a good hate again, Ralph, Andy thinking of you guys. Hey, it's not impossible. They're game out of the play in, but man, oh man, have the wheels fallen off and there is no, absolutely no momentum following them. So, uh, yeah. yeah, good luck. Uh, great hate, great loves. Again, the Brotherly Love and Hate segment brought to you by our guys at PHI Apparel. Once more, that promo code is TBF10 for 10% off your order. Give them a shout, uh, phiapparel.co. Jer, thanks so much, brother. We will chat with you next week. Thanks for having me. Can't wait.
Okay, friends, we're several episodes in, and by now you know I'm a huge fan of Griffles Plasma. There's a lot to know about this topic. For starters, who needs plasma, why it is needed, and why it is important to set up and donate. Diving right in, who needs plasma? Anyone. Anyone could need plasma at any time. A stranger, a family member, a dude sitting next to you at a Sixers game. Why is it needed? Because plasma makes medicines. Different kinds of medicines for many different people and all kinds of situations. Point is, there's lots of reasons to step up. People count on people like you for these medicines. You're compensated when you donate, and it's just a cool thing to do. You spread good in the world. You show your good side. Find a center near you at grifflesplasma.com when you donate. Tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. I want to tell you about the easiest way to get some action on the NBA. It's Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. You can also pick from Rivals, which pits two players against each other for a head-to-head matchup. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players to fill out your pick'em slip, get every pick right, and take home some cold, hard cash. Use the code TBF24, that's TBF24, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 by Underdog. Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Now let's talk Joel Embiid. This is a, obviously somebody who I'm excited to talk about. But after tonight, I mean, I, I, I think it's almost safe to say that the MVP race is done. And we're going to talk about the MVP race and voting and everything like that in a moment. But what Joel Embiid t- did tonight against the Boston Celtics, yes, they didn't have Jalen Brown. Yes, they didn't have Robert Williams. I understand that. However, this has to be one of Joel Embiid's top three Maybe arguably his best, most dominant performance of his career, but definitely of the season tonight. He had 52 points. He shot 20 for 25. He only attempted one three, which I love. He had 13 rebounds, six assists. He also did it on the defensive end. Like, really, really stepped up. He had two blocks. Uh, He didn't have any steals, but he stepped up when he needed to step up. Now, again... This Celtics team is most likely going to be a matchup, knock on wood, in the second round for the Sixers. And yes, they're going to be scary when they're totally healthy. I I firmly believe that. I think that the standings in the Eastern Conference are basically set as they are at least the top three. So you got Milwaukee, who's got a a nice three-game cushion on Boston with only a few games remaining in the season, and then Philly just two games behind Boston for the three seed. So I think those are, it's more than safe to say, actually, that those are locked in place. And I'm okay with it. I I think I've come to grips with that. I think it's okay. What Embiid has done this season, we will do a whole episode just recapping Joel Embiid if and when he wins MVP. But what he has done this season has truly blown my mind. I tweeted it, but you literally watching him run out of words to describe what you're watching. You watch him on the defensive end. He is switching on to the opposing team's best player and holding his own 
stretching that they try to stretch him out and bring him out to the three point line. It doesn't matter. He's quick enough that he can stay in front of you. And he's also quick enough that if they do get a step by, he's quick enough and long enough that he is going to block it or alter the shot at the rim. He does it all the time. That's on the defensive end. What he has done that is imp- that really has improved the most and impressed me the most is the passing out of the double team. Tonight was a perfect example. And thank goodness he stepped up because we needed him big time. P.J. Tucker goes three for three down the stretch from three. Off of great passes from Joel Embiid who gets doubled uh, in, the, in the post. Right, right around the elbow. By the way, his free throw mid-range jumper, uh, free throw line extended, is it's automatic. It's cash. And this season has just blown me away with that. But his passing is tremendous. He has literally grown up before our very own eyes the last three seasons. And I talked about it with my guy, Sean, on his podcast. But never in my wildest dreams did I think that Embiid would make yet another jump. And he did. Offensively, unbelievable. Efficiency, unbelievable. Defensively, unbelievable. Passing out of the double team and decision-making, unbelievable. Like, you, it's hard to put into words other than unbelievable. It really is. He is unbelievable. And I am so lucky that he plays in Philadelphia and that I get to watch him suit up, night in, night out, give it his all. He Obviously, I grew up watching Iverson. That's what made me fall in love with basketball, fall in love with the Sixers. But Joel Embiid is so dominant and so fun to watch. He had, I mean, it's hard to say he's better than Iverson because Iverson took that 0-1 team to the finals. But like, he is right there, neck and neck for me, watching a, a Sixers player. It's unbelievable. I, I again, I just can't even. I, I, I sound hilarious because I don't have words, but I really don't. I think tonight made it even sweeter because you just take a quick step back to Sunday night. And the Sixers lose in Milwaukee. All of a sudden, people start throwing Giannis's name out. Giannis is MVP. Giannis is MVP. You look at Kendrick Perkins, bless his sweetheart. It's like, you know what? Nope, he's the best player on the best team in the East and the best record in the league. I'm voting Giannis. Already says that he submits his, his, uh, his vote in. Said this Monday morning. I wonder if he regrets that. <laughs> he didn't tweet one thing tonight. I know that he does a little stuff with the Celtics, uh, post-game stuff. I wonder if he watched that and thought, uh-oh, why? Why did I do what I did? He was an Embiid guy the entire season. Then all of a sudden, one game flipped him over. One game just decided, boop, just like that. Nope, Giannis gets my vote. And not only does he get my vote, I'm going to actually go on national TV and say, nope, submitted my vote, done, I'm voting Giannis. Boy, he looks like a clown. Look, Giannis is great. Tonight he had a triple-double. They won. Good for them. I'm not knocking Giannis. But the level of basketball that Joel Embiid is playing right now is not even close. Like, it, it's it's not close. And then it, it also doesn't help that uh, the poor guy, Nikola Jokic, rests the last three games, which is kind of hilarious after Embiid uh, rested in Denver, which that was a whole nightmare and situation on its own and was very bummed out. However, Jokic sits the next three games with the same injury, with a calf injury, comes back tonight, and the Nuggets lose to the Houston Rockets. And Jokic had eight turnovers. Not a good look. I, I don't know. It was like the perfect storm tonight, but 
I just I, I can't believe it. I don't know, man. I I feel so happy. It, it feels bizarre to even think about that. Wow, Joel's really going to win an MVP. He deserves it, and I couldn't be more thrilled. But with this whole race, with the whole voting thing, you look at the Ringer guys. Uh, with the straw poll that came out, the Ringer guys are not going to vote Joel Embiid for the MVP. I think they've made that pretty clear. Uh, I don't know if tonight changes their stance at all. I have no idea. Uh, a couple of them were tweeting, giving Embiid some props. That's great, but I just don't see them actually giving... They have six votes at the Ringer, and I don't see them giving Embiid one of them. I will be shocked if that's the case. They did it against their precious Celtics tonight, so we'll see. Bill Simmons, radio silence. I know he's at Augusta, but still, nothing. Didn't Not one word, especially against his own team. I don't know. You guys all know my thoughts on the MVP and the voting process and all that jazz. I didn't know Kendrick Perkins had a vote. I still can't believe it, and I can't believe that he decided to cast his vote Monday morning, and Embiid just goes out and does this. Makes me so happy. So let's pivot to the women's national uh, championship game. Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, LSU, Iowa. It was awesome. It was everything that could have possibly possibly been advertised and more. And I'm not just saying that. I'm not putting that lightly. Because in the semifinals, uh, watching Caitlin Clark do what she did against South Carolina and pretty much single-handedly getting them to the championship game was awesome. 41-point game. She had eight assists, six boards. She shot a rough percentage from three, but hit five threes. It didn't matter. She got the job done. They win by four. They go to the national championship game. LSU does their thing as well. I think Angel Reese is a fantastic basketball player, but we're going to talk about Caitlin Clark for a second. I put it on my Instagram. I tweeted it. She is single-handedly changing the game of basketball and how it is viewed for everybody. And it is fantastic. It is so much fun. I have said this for a while. Uh, you can ask my friends. You can. I, I have been preaching, yo, Caitlin Clark's for real. She is genuinely good. She is a good, fun basketball player. She pulls up from Steph Curry range, does her thing. It, she is fantastic to watch. And she did not disappoint at all. One bit. In the slightest. She was amazing. Now, the national championship game, obviously, everybody's talking about this. Angel Reese getting in Caitlin Clark's face, doing the whole celebratory thing. For those who don't know, Caitlin Clark, uh, in a game against Louisville, she was pretty unconscious from three, gave like the John Cena hand in my face, like, you can't stop me, I can't see you type of celebration. She did it to her bench uh, at, right after somebody called a timeout, so it wasn't malicious or anything. She did it real quick. And at the end of the national championship game, Angel Reese was kind of hunting down Caitlin Clark, trying to get a reaction, trying to make sure that she saw her. Kept waving her hand in her face, mocking her with her own celebration, pointing at her finger, give me the ring, give me the ring. And uh, it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I have zero issues with trash talk, especially in a national championship game. Look, could Angel Reese have been talking trash throughout the game and maybe hit her with the celebration after she did something with, I don't know, eight minutes left in the game? Yeah, of course she could have. To save it until the very end of the game, I thought it was a little weird, but I don't mind the trash talk. I really don't. And then after the quotes that came out today, Angel Reese just basically saying like, yo, all this disrespect, that's why I did it. I'm me. I'm unapologetic. I'm doing me. It doesn't matter. I don't care what you say. 
a lot of idiots on Twitter, again, shocker, Barstool people calling her names and saying she's ridiculous, and Keith Olbermann is saying she's classless, all this stuff. Come on. She's giving Caitlin a dose of her own medicine, and then Caitlin comes out today on ESPN and says, what? I don't have any beef with Kate, with Angel. I think that's great. I think that she basically, uh, in summary, said, look, there is nothing but trash talking in the guys game. I think people are just now seeing it in the girls game. This is how it should be played. You should have that fire. I have no issues with Angel. I think that's great. Good for her. I have no hard feelings. That should squash all the beef. That if you still are bugged and making this a race thing and and all this stuff, especially after Caitlyn and Angel both came out and said, "Yeah, no, nope, no beef, nothing here." What's your deal? You got to let it go. You have to. If those two people who actually were involved in it don't have any problem, then you most certainly should not have a problem with it. So everybody chill out. Also, the first lady was like, oh, I'm going to invite LSU and Iowa. Weird. Very weird. And a terrible thing to even suggest. Obviously, LSU's team is stunned. Like, what? What the hell? What's that about? Caitlin Clark's even like, yeah, no, runner-ups don't go to the White House, so we're not doing that. Uh, very, very strange. Anyway, point is, this game, ref, uh, refs aside and officiating aside, because that's a, I could do an entire podcast on that, uh, they were terrible. Ap- like, horrendous, down bad, terrible. Uh, this game could not have possibly been better for the game of basketball, more specifically women's college basketball. It did wonders. And... It made me so happy, again, because I've been preaching, yo, this Caitlin Clark girl, she's for real, not just a girl, for a girl hooper, she is for real as a basketball player, and I think the entire world actually got to see that, which made me very, very happy. This game and these two games that Iowa played in were literally perfect. I'm going to give you some numbers here just so that you can kind of wrap your head around it because these numbers really are shocking. And again, it makes me happy that so many people actually tuned in and cared about this game uh, because looking at the men's national championship game, it was like, what are we watching? Just the ugliest, ugliest basketball in the world. Uh, Shout out UConn. That's great. I'm really glad that they won. Feel happy for them. But man, that game was hard to watch. The women's game, however, 9.9 million viewers. That is more than... Here's a list. Any women's college basketball game ever, any MLS soccer game ever, any Stanley Cup hockey game since 1973, the 2023 Orange Bowl, the 2023 Sugar Bowl, 2023 Thursday Night Football, the 2021 NBA Finals, the 2020 World Series, the finale of HBO's Last of Us, and more than the most recent MLB, NBA, NFL All-Star Games. That is fantastic. Bigger than it's ever been. People are going to actually tune in again and watch next year because guess what? Angel is back. Caitlin, back. Paige at UConn, back. I don't know, man. This was awesome and it makes me so happy. Again, I, I, maybe you guys can laugh at this, but as a dad of a girl dad, a dad of a daughter who I want to play sports, this was awesome. I have nieces who ball out and it's awesome for them being able to talk hoops with them and 
talk about Caitlin Clark and how awesome she is. Like, I don't know. I, I love it. And it makes me very, very happy. And it is the perfect leap and attention getter that they needed. And it was huge. Anyway, I I absolutely loved it. I loved watching it more than as me and Jared talked about. I loved watching it way more than the men's uh, championship game. Not even close. So shout out both those girls. Shout out both those schools. I'm really excited to see them run it back next year. It's going to be awesome. That's ball, folks. Brotherly love and hate segment is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Co. provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of Philly. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. Listeners to our show can use the promo code TBF10 for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. Again, that's TBF10 for 10% off anything on the site. PHI Apparel Company, the one-stop shop for Philly sports apparel. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? You tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. end here let's end with a little nba recap we got to talk about donovan mitchell and what he's been doing the last four games he is on a tear 43 points 40 points 42 and 44 the dude hit five threes three six and five he's shooting an extremely high percentage from the field donovan is getting it done and i am very fascinated to see what the Cavs do and what they look like come playoff time look they're not gonna be a fun matchup for anybody i realize that but are they for real? Do we know that yet? Well, I, we don't. But having him and Darius Garland and Mobley and Allen, their bench unit, like they've got a good squad. Fourth place, I think, is a great spot for them. And again, I'm very curious what they're going to look like. But shout out Donovan Mitchell. He has been balling. And we got to talk about the Jazz. <gasps> So the Jazz, as we've talked about, decided halfway through the season, yeah, you know what? We do want to tank. And guess what? We're going to sit our players. And guess what else? We're going to actually be competitive and win games. 
tonight they took they went on a 10-0 run with like a minute left at home against the Lakers and ended up sending it to overtime. They ended up losing in overtime. But this team, man, holy moly. It's like one guy, they sit everybody, and then Horton Tucker's like, yeah, I'm going to drop 40 tonight. So then they decide to sit Horton Tucker, and then they have another dude step up, like Kelly Olenek banked in a three uh, as a part of their run. Is like, yeah, I'm going to step up tonight. Kessler out with a concussion. They're sitting Clarkson. They're, uh, Sexton, I think, played, uh, but he's been out for a while. Like Their team is awesome because, A, they have a lot of good young talent. I, I really believe that. But they are hilarious because they keep winning games that they don't want to win. Chris Dunn, who they signed through the regular season, uh, the rest of the regular season, isn't a bad player. Kind of wild that he isn't a, uh, hasn't been in the NBA, but they're hilarious. Their roster is funny. Kessler, who is an f- absolute freak of nature and stud, uh, out with like a concussion, which sucks. But yeah, they are competitive. I don't care what the game is. Uh, I think their last blowout was the Bucks, uh, like back on the 24th of March. Other than that, they are in every single game, if not winning games. I don't know. Shout out the Jazz. I'm, I'm curious what their offseason is going to look like, but they've got the Thunder, the Nuggets, and the Lakers to end the season. Uh, those are not rollover losses. So uh, the, they all, all three of those teams need to win uh, because the West is so wild, and uh, the Jazz are going to give them all they can handle. So let, let's talk about the West for a second. It is crazy. With the Lakers win tonight, they jump up to a tie for sixth place, but it bumps them down to seven because the Clippers got the tiebreaker. That is ever-moving, ever-changing. Right now, Golden State, they lost tonight, but they're in fifth. So from five, we'll we'll just break it down like this. Denver's got a two-game cushion for the first, uh, first place spot in the West. That is safe unless they somehow lose the rest of their three games, which, by the way, they've got the Suns, who we'll talk about in a second, in Phoenix. They come out to Utah and have the Jazz. That's a tough game. And then they end with the Kings. So, I mean, they need to play well and they need to win. But anyway, uh, the Nuggets. They've got a two-game lead for first. Memphis is right behind them in second. There's a two-game cushion between second and third where Sacramento sits. And then there's a four-game cushion. So similar to the Eastern Conference, I would argue most likely the top three is set in Denver, Memphis, Sacramento. Then you've got the Suns, the Phoenix Suns, who are most likely locked into fourth. The Suns are unbelievable. Now that Duran is back, they are on a tear. They've won seven straight. They look amazing. And scary. Again, if it's any team besides the Suns that come out of the West, I will be floored. I made this prediction uh, to a buddy today, and this isn't me bashing Jokic or anything like that. I will not be surprised if the Nuggets and the Kings both lose first round. Now, the Kings, that's not a shocker, right? They're a fun story. They don't have anybody who has proven anything. They've got young guys. But the Nuggets, I legitimately could see the Nuggets losing first round. They are not in a good place right now. Heaven forbid they lose two out of their last three games. I don't know. I don't feel very high on them. They are not in a good place. But the West is crazy. Phoenix is unbelievable. Booker's unbelievable. Durant's finding his stride. They are fun to watch. They are good. And I am happy for my Suns fans. Seriously. They are awesome. I don't know, man. Something about the Suns. A Suns uh, Sixers 
finals as my dream, but I don't know. I just feel really good about the Suns. Also, speaking of the Suns, shout out my guy, Andrew Leesus on uh, on Twitter. This dude is awesome. Never met him in person. He basically is just giving away Suns tickets to people who reply in his tweets with, hey, who, who are you going to bring? He's he's awesome, man. He's just dishing things out, making people happy left and right. What a good dude. Genuine good dude. I'm going to be out in Arizona and Phoenix, actually, for work in a little bit, and I'm going to hit him up. We, we got a link, but uh, had to give him a shout-out. He's awesome. Also, shout-out my girl, Court, and uh, Jordan Karchner. Those, you Suns fans, man, you guys deserve it. Legit- legitimately, I, I'm not just saying that. But the West is wild. Absolutely crazy. Love the NBA, man. This is this is the best. Best end of the season ever. Can't wait for the playoffs. Uh, we'll touch on this just for a second. Philly's finally won a game tonight. Oh, the season's so long, but uh, they finally won. Beat the Yankees. It's great. Bats woke up and pitching looked good. Uh, I want to know your guys' thoughts on the game clock, the pitch clock, all these changes that the MLB is making. I was anti, and I have heard nothing but really good things. My guy Andy was at the Rangers-Phillies game, a second game when they put up like 19 runs, said that the pitch clock has legitimately changed. Like, it is fun. There's no more crap. Like, it's just baseball. I I don't know. I want to see it in person, but I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on that. Are you guys liking it? Are you not? Let me know. Obviously, I'm sure a lot of the replies are going to be not because the Phillies aren't winning games. Uh, but I'll throw a little poll out there because I'm curious uh, what that looks like. But that's all I got. Again, I hope you guys had a fantastic week. Thank you for listening. If you feel so inclined, please do the whole like, subscribe, review deal. Uh, I, I love all that. Again, I've got uh, I got a couple awful uh, reviews, but I do at the end of every episode say, leave me one star, five stars, I don't care. And this person left me one star and made some sad comments about my family. So don't do that. But if you feel like leaving me one star, please go ahead and do it. Uh, Again, I just appreciate all of you listening. Uh, Shout out my sponsors. Shout out my listeners. All you guys are great. This is amazing, man. Live a very blessed life. And uh, I don't take any of this for granted. Love you all. Hope you have a fantastic week as usual. Feeling good. The end of the season's coming up. I'm going to do another giveaway. Let's do a big one. Something signed in a jersey or something like that. So keep an eye out on Instagram and Twitter for that. Again, you're the greatest. Have a fantastic week. And uh, that's all, folks. Thank you.